Welcome to the On Topic podcast, episode 10, we think, roughly. It is, it's one roughly zero, ten. Yes, ten. Ten, 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 ten. Uh, John is with me again, as always. <laughs> uh, you made it sound like I just came on Zoom and he was here. John's here. Um, yeah, no, it's, t- it's, it's, uh, it's the, the almost weekly podcast where we take a, a sideways look at a specific topic uh, for humorous entertainment purposes. As I said on Twitter the other day, we ha- we talk about w- only one. We try to talk about one subject for just under an hour, and usually fail. Is what I felt. Yes, yes. And uh, what, what is that topic on this occasion, John? It is. It is flying, as in on a plane rather yeah. than a superpower. No, right. That'd be a short episode. Can you yeah. fly? No, I can't either. <laughs> Bye. Birds can. <laughs> hmm. I'm and and um, I de- yeah, Pretty I'm mad, ter- isn't it? I'm terrified of flying. I've, I'm absolutely terrified. But I've been all over the world <laughs> because it's not worth doing it. Yeah, you like way. traveling, don't you? you just don't love like traveling. Flying. Don't like the flying bit. Yeah. Whereas I assume I like flying. Normal- I don't like traveling. <laughs> <laughs> I think you don't have the normal. Yeah, you probably do actually because it's rigorously scheduled and uh, everything's exactly as you expect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind flying. I I even- I, I, it's never lost on me that it's really mental oh yeah exactly yeah yeah it's yeah. never I, I, I bet for a probably like a commercial pilot or something it has actually got boring the novel not the novelty but the how <laughs> insane it is how will have worn off on a professional pilot if it, i guess if it hadn't though no one would work with that guy they'd be like don't fly with <laughs> Co-pilot pilot sits mad. down and he goes can you believe this <laughs> <laughs> what's this <laughs> This is mad. We're going to be going 300 miles an hour in a minute. (laughs) As the wheels come off the ground. Look out the window. No, we're not touching the floor. Seriously, look at that. That's insane. We're in the clouds. (laughs) (laughs) No one would work with that. Don't work work with Jeff. Whatever. He's mad. I had to do one to pass over with him the other day. He was just screaming. (laughs) At one point, he let go of the wheel, shouting, no hands, and then ran to the end of the plane and back. Yeah, we're not going to get deep into the physics on this, are we? No, no, no. But, no. like, it is, again, it's mad that you can't kind of feel it. You don't feel the speed no. at all. Oh, thank God. I kind of... When a car speeds up, you do. Yeah. I will say that I do have a thing, like, especially recently, it's been lots of airport troubles in the UK. Um, I've never been one of those people who get angry about the queues in the airport and stuff because of the insane thing that in an hour you're going to be 33,000 feet in the air that's a really privileged thing in life as a human on this planet that that is one of the choices you can have and so I always think just calm down like there is there is a level of you can go oh this is taking a little while as soon as you start lobbing cases around and calling people fuckbags you you need to calm down because the next bit's magic it's insane yeah I would say that is the biggest drawback of flying, though. What's that? The, the, it takes the... as long to get from airport door to the airplane taking you... off as it does to get to Spain you... itself. You do... well, I see. This is how I do it. I'm. Good. This is a good way to start, actually. I um. <clears throat> so I've always been one of those people who cannot stand being late for stuff. So I'm always there three hours early. That. Do you remember that docu- docu-series, Airport, where there's someone gets there 10 minutes before the flight and they're not allowed on? Yeah, yeah. I would think, no, you're not allowed on. Get out. Yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. But I'm always there three hours early or more. And then about 
and we're going to hit the magic. About four or five years ago, I discovered airport lounges. Mm. And then what was already what I was already doing became the dream. So get to the airport. I'm going to specifically talk about Heathrow, Terminal 5. There's a pub in the just before departures called the Three Bells. Go in there. Couple of, couple of cheeky pints. Uh, exactly as soon as you can check in, check in. Yeah, I was going to say, because you that's flawed plan, because you can't actually check in anyway. No, you have to. But isn't yeah, the so lounge we're... past the check-in? Yes. You've got to get really a big bag before you get them in the lounge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So oh. you can't then. You can't get there early and go in the lounge. No, no, no. You go to the Three Bells. Right, you've got to just... You have like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but swift half or two. Then pull your luggage down, check in, which you can do three hours prior to takeoff, mm-hmm. and then you run out. Don't bother with all the who's get, who who's going to duty free on the way out. No one. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I'll buy, well, don't buy that. Kills ten minutes. No, get in the lounge, kill three hours, and it's it, it's um, you don't have to pay for drinks. You're in there. Uh, there's no kids banned. There's um. For me, because I because I, I get very very anxious about flying, it's the calmest thing in the world. You just sit in there, uh, have a G and T, get a bit squiffy, have a. They do really small meals as well for free, or part of the ticket price. Just get that, and it's it's brilliant. And there's nobody like, oi, Gary, oi, look at that, stir up. None of that. It doesn't happen. Right, right. Yeah, with that's the a lounge, good tip. It's a good tip. The lounge people are good people. Good people. Yeah, none of that riff raff. If you're at Stansted, don't bother. Just get up with a spoon to get smashed. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> the airport lounge is shit. Oh, right. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So that's that's it. my that's my thing with it. Because it's amazing you can get to Spain in two and a half hours. But you can't get to Spain in two and a half hours. No, it takes five hours. It takes yeah. five hours because you've got, <laughs> got to go yeah. through all this rigmarole. Right. Oh, okay. Right. right. Let's start. Should, should we do like our journey? In an airport, and then we'll come back to all the stuff we've prepped. How yeah, yeah. do you get to an airport? We drive, and then because my wife is NHS, she gets a discount with one of the parking people. We use the parking thing as well. Do you park and then get the bus? We get the we get the, well. Um, there it depends which one you which park car park you pick, but there's a shuttle. Yeah, yeah. yeah should we get the shuttle? We get on the we get on the get in the car, then get the shuttle. I I actually use the one actually in term in like so our main airport is at manchester from where i mm-hmm. live uh, there is a leeds one but it's rubbish and small and yeah uh, so manchester may one i get i use the parking thing literally in the terminal so it's the opposite so there's no you. there's no the opposite bus at all. Of you at a supermarket <laughs> yeah 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 uh and we, but the, we did it for the first time last time at this particular one it's brilliant so much better than a taxi or a train or anything. Oh yeah, yeah, we don't bother with that. Yeah, yeah, park, get, it, get the show. And it's the, and the best bit is the after when you've travelled all the way back. You're tired from your holiday, getting in your own car. Yeah, so much better. Apart, there is one tip I will say that if you're flying from some airports, you get parking with your hotel if you stay the night before, and so you just leave it at the hotel. That's that's even faster. You can get the. Um, you stay at whatever it is, Premier Bin or what, or Hilton or whatever, and then yeah. you just keep your cars, keys in at reception, and then there's a shuttle waiting for you outside, and you go. Or when we went on our honeymoon, we stayed at Sofitel at Heathrow Airport, and the hotel is in the airport, so we just went yeah. had a, a night dinner and stuff. Then we just walked down the stairs. 
Yeah, yeah. And then I bought a bottle of wine. It was six thirty in the morning because yeah. airports up any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal time. Yeah, do what you like. It's fine. Yeah, so you get there in your car, in your own car. You park up, you put your bag in. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have that little worry as they're about to weigh it? I don't. My my darling wife does. <laughs> I don't own enough clothes to make that 25 kilos limit. It's not possible. I don't know if I brought everything I own, it wouldn't trip the thing. But it's um I don't think it's I don't think I've ever fallen foul of it. I think it's bounced over. But uh, I don't think they're that bothered, are they? They're not to the actual half kilogram, are they? Uh, yeah, it can be it depends. It depends who's running the thing. Uh, we well, had the guy move... behind me in the queues, three stone heavier. That is exactly my my wife lost her temper. We were going in before I picked up her bag and realized it was massively overweight. And I said, You're gonna have to shift. How many pairs of shoes have you got? She was like, I don't know, like eight. And I was like, Jesus. (laughs) So we kind of sat down in the terminal, shifted the shoes over and put them on. And then in the queue, there was quite a large chap in front of us. She put on all eight pairs of shoes. (laughs) My wife's very never confrontational or anything like that. And she looked at me and she went, Weigh my bag, weigh in. And I was like, All right, calm down calm down yeah i wonder <laughs> what the gr- tolerance gr- is what is what on the passenger weight oh uh, no i wonder what the actual tolerance is of a full fully booked 300 seat commercial airplane oh, i wonder f- what, what weight it can do versus what weight they will acceptably fly you will, with you will never ever fly at the weight that it can handle ever there's like a, it's one of those weird facts they just have a limit the other thing is that like because I've heard there's a few urban myths going around, like about the captain looking back and realizing everybody's quite chunky, and then <laughs> bit, and then like going, well, moving people around and stuff. That's not how the physics work. But not only that, he knows exactly how much the plane weighs because it's in front. How much the load is on the plane because it's in front of him. And they've weighed all the bags. So it's only the passengers. They know what the cargo weighs, and it's on a digital readout in front of him. He knows exactly what it weighs. Three hundred exactly people. If it if it was like a Weight Watchers holiday, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a special Weight Watchers summer trip, you'd lose the bags and let them join you and make up a lie, wouldn't you? You would. No, but what if so three hundred people and they're all five stone heavier than normal than average? Right. So that would be like that's not... fifty. Yeah, that would be like fifteen hundred stones unprepared, like unplanned extra person, extra person for every two people, isn't it? Would it would the plane would that still fall within the tolerance of the plane? I, yes, I think it would as yeah. well. I think it's a huge tolerance. Yeah, and they t- if they didn't, they would honestly just take some cargo off and put it on a later flight. It wouldn't matter. It, it just is. It's those things that people like to make up because the other thing is that you will probably find throughout this is that I'm so scared of planes that I've read up on them religiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know exactly how things work. The other thing I've heard is them. they have a lot of. Um, private transit cargo as well yeah like, which is nothing to do with the passenger and that yeah. can be easily moved on to the next flight anyway they have uh, lots of things like yeah even other actual mail royal mail is yeah actual p- actual there. letters and bags yeah. of letters and it's and all worked out based on some things might even go on last minute because they might not have been on the last flight or whatever yeah. it doesn't matter it, it, it really it, people the thing is people vastly underestimate the power of those the the engines i mean it's not just they don't go. Yeah, I'd probably make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, no, I just wonder. I've, yeah, I, I can't try. Can't try to think of an incident where I've been over the baggage weight or anything like that. But I think I've always been way under. 
I've seen people over it. I, and and I've, I've seen, seen people having to throw things to away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that, especially like the other one is, you know, when you're going in through the, you've got rid of your main bag and you go in with your hand luggage. And since 9-11, there's been the sign saying absolutely no, no liquids. Yeah. Still people surprised by it. They'll be yeah. like some knobhead, like with a, with a bottle of um, like uh, Chanel number no. five, that's like two liters and going, Oh my God, what, when did this come in? And you're like, what the fuck 20 years ago get a grip you stupid bin and then they get yeah. really angry about the fact it's going in the bin yeah and like, did sun, you not see sun that? cream's the classic yeah the two or and deodorant the 200 signs between the beginning of this bit security and the end where it said get rid of it 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 and all the bins and you went well they don't mean this yeah they fucking mean that. just get rid of it yeah i remember a woman saying <laughs> while watching a huge family-sized bottle of sun cream going in the bin. <laughs> and I'm watching it. I couldn't put that in the big bag because I need it when we get there. It's be sunny when we get there. And I was like, well, they give you a big bag back, you know. It's going to sat on the bed in the hotel. Hiya. Oh. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I mean, what's she getting as well? Like, she's going to land and jump straight in a convertible to the hotel. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how's Nan getting there? We just we just said to her, sell a tape to the top of the coach. It's a three hour trip. She's got a sun cream. Oh no! Yeah, they don't have open top buses. <laughs> yeah, I've seen toothpaste, bottles of water, deodorant, just constantly going in the bin, and you just think, oh my god. I like to think they do something with those because sun creams expensive. Yeah, talking about that bit though, that's the bit where you, you and your luggage get scanned, and um. Uh, the other thing that uh, also doesn't wind me up where most people probably think it would, um, because I look really sweaty and nervous because I'm terrified I'm about to die. Um, I look quite sweaty and nervous. So I'm very often pulled out of the queue for a pat down because I could be a terrorist. Yeah. I assume that's what they look like. And yeah. I wholly agree with security on this. <laughs> They're like, used about the queue? Sure thing. Because I look exactly like a terrorist. And that's fine. I don't mind. So I've yeah. been in the tube body scan thing. I've been in that like every time. A guy went to pat me down once, realised I was terrified, laughed, and just told me to go away. That, that happened. He went, he went, excuse me. And I stepped out. What was that? And I went, yeah. And he went, don't worry about it. And just sent me off. Yeah. I, uh... Too scared. Well, one thing that's why I meet with the old security and the scanning and stuff is after the shoe bomber, mm-hmm. they make take you take your off. shoes off. Yeah. Firstly, you'd be the worst bomber ever to go for the exact <laughs> same trick where's your, twice where's your, in a bo- row. Where's your bomb, Kevin? Shoes. Now, think of it. <laughs> so what you ten, tend to have to take off is your shoes and belt, isn't it? The shoes and belt, yeah. Now, the belts, because it'll beep. Yeah. Well, surely the scanner can scan the shoes. What's it's it, so scan- can, what's it scanning so on you? It's so they can x-ray the shoes, is what it is. Because so what the, is, bomb- what, so the, the thing is just a metal detector, is it? Though? The frame yeah. you're walking through is a metal detector. It's just a metal detector. Yeah, and it No, what about that body well. thing? No, no, the body tube is a different thing. That that The body one that goes, like, there's a ring round you and it goes... Shoo, shoo. So that you don't have to take your shoes off. If no, if you're going, you're going in there, but they don't one. know. But that's prior to that. They don't know you're going in there. They just take you out, like one in 50. Oh, minutes. random. They only randomly do those. Though. Yeah, they want your shoes. They can scan them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Richard Thingy Job, dodgy name, it, the shoe bomber, he, there was no detonator in the shoe, so they wouldn't have gone off the metal detector. He was trying to light it with a match. That's what caught him. Ah. He was going to light his shoe. I mean, it was very... So analog. if they'd have scanned his shoes, he wouldn't have got away with it. If, but he could have walked, he would have walked through the barrier. 
and nothing happened because there's no metal in them. There's... But had they scanned issues, they'd have seen it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, at least there's that. At least we now we've now cleared that up because that's yeah. a bit annoying. Taking issues. Off. It's absolutely, but it's kind of weirdly with the Britain America thing. If there's any Americans listening in Britain, whenever you get on a plane, doesn't matter if you're staying within the UK, you still have to go through the security procedures. And prior to 9/11 in the US, you didn't if you were staying with a domestic. Yeah, flight. yeah, yeah. And so they didn't know what the bombers or non-bombers had on 9/11 because they hadn't scanned them. So yeah. when they in the UK. If you said, I've got a bomb, the first thing they do is check your security, check through and go, no, you fucking haven't. That, that, I, mean, yeah. I remember that happened a few years ago where a guy had to stand by the door for two hours. He'd set take loads of socks, rolled up socks to make it look like a suicide vest. And he went to hijack the plane. They called back to Heathrow or Gatwick or whatever. And they went, nah, it's just socks. And then he had to stand by the door for two hours. <laughs> Like, and there's a couple of people took selfies with him. Yeah, I mean, mental. That is the difference. The, that sock, is, the sock bomber. That's the difference. Between, but he could have taken a plane had we not known, had you not scanned them. Yeah. Just Good go. job he didn't use sausages because you're not allowed to take foods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like the fact that first, the first who scanned him at Heathrow, went, or wherever it was, but he went through, they just went, oh, checking out. Clever. He's just got his spare socks on him. Yeah. in a belt yeah. <laughs> that's quite clever I don't mind that at all if it was sausages they can't oh. stop you can they <laughs> can't stop you from being weird <laughs> if they could have been a whole heap of shit um, alright so that's the journey then you get on a plane happy days happy, oh, off, off, you, off you get off you get um, oh I've got yeah first like story from me go on the, uh, I um so I have OCD as well, which doesn't really help with the plane thing. Uh, and just about all of the, so we were flying from the UK to Sicily and I uh, was having a really bad day. Um, I was really, really anxious. Didn't want to get on the flight. We were leaving from Stansted. The um, lounge was shit. They had crap there. Everything was crap. And I wasn't squiffy before I got on the flight. Which mm-hmm. I'm normally generally I'm a bit squiffy. And I actually all I've done is drunk up. No, I'm not pissed. I've just had a few drinks. And it's the moment where I think, I don't really mind smashing into the end of the runway at 120 mile an hour. I'm all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I know I'm okay. And but I hadn't done that. We got in the queue to get on the flight, um, as you do. Um, and just before we got on the flight, I realized I'd left my coat back at the um bar. And now that's like a hex in my head. I'm like, oh, if I haven't got my coat, we're all going to die. Right. That is definitely what's going to happen. That is how it works, I think. Yeah. My wife, knowing me, was like, just stay here. I'll go back to the bar and get it. Just get just get on the flight when the flight comes. Okay, okay. She went back. He'd already gone. And she was like, nothing doesn't, it's nothing happening. And I'm like, <laughs> my brain's gone now. So my brain's going, oh, yeah, you're in on it, are you? <laughs> we're all going to fucking die and you don't even give a shit about that. When we get to the fake heaven that doesn't exist, you're yeah. going to go, I knew it was going to happen, but I just couldn't be asked anymore with these bollocks. So we got the flight. You're, you're hearing got... it on the antenna. You're hearing flight FYX92 to heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out 42, please. Anybody wishing to slam into the end of the runway at 120 miles an hour, gate 14. But we, we got on the flight and my brain's running away with itself now. So I'm like, no cope, I can die. Uh, you notice that the pilot's a horse. <laughs> yeah, just winks at you. I've got, I've got Jeff. He's just popped back into the cabin. <laughs> God, 
if you think this is good, just wait. <laughs> and then he's gone away again. No, we're all sat in our seats. I'm trying to sort out my headphone. I've got like uh, the the noise reduction headphones and like uh, scream and stuff like that. Um, and I'm like trying to calm down, trying to calm down. The back of my brain is going, John, just leave it, right? Here's the thing, yeah? Get off the flight now because that it's going to die if you're on it. Get off the plane. Uh, just say you go to the toilet or something to your wife and get off the plane and then just catch the Eurotunnel and then just get another train in Paris to Sicily. Yeah, you're going to be a day late, but you're not going to be dead. Yeah? Yeah. You ready? And then, so I said to my missus, like, oh, I, just, I need to have a word with somebody. I need to have a word with somebody. I need to have a word with somebody. I can't handle it. And she was going, no, please sit down. I was going, no, no, I need to have a word with somebody. And I went to the front of the plane. And I was like, I'm, there was a bit of a blockage at the door. And I was like, I'm just going to get off. Um, but I thought I might just have a word with a steward before I get off. And it, no, no offense to anybody who, who is dressed like this, but we'll say the steward's name was Gavin and he'd got like quite badly done highlights and over plucked his eyebrows. And I just thought Gavin is not the person who's convinced me to stay on this plane. Right. It's just not going to happen. Right. Right. And then next to him, I see this guy in a uniform with lapels and the, the cap and everything this is the captain and All I, said right. to him, I said excuse me i sounds really really crazy because the other thing is because i'm not nervous about being a freak so i went i'm really, really sorry um but i'm losing my mind i i really thinking about getting off the plane uh, i i just can't handle it and he was italian i'm really sorry for anybody who's italian <laughs> listening. i've got to do the voice he went he went he went no that's no 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 you come with me come with me come with me and he took me into the cabin the flight deck he was like he went this is my seat sit down and he put me in the captain's chair and he looked at the co-pilot and he went this is the co-pilot james he's not allowed in this chair look at his face he's going i want to sit in that chair no james that's your chair this is John. He doesn't like flying. He goes, what's the problem? And I was going, I, I just think it, you know, he goes, it's easy to fly. Push this like this, pull this like, easy. Up we go. Up we go. That's the problem. And I was going, no. And the weird thing was him being like that just stopped any worry at all. I was like, it just, it, that was with Ryanair as well. It was like a 50 quid flight. He's just a really genuinely nice guy, and he was genuinely funny, genuinely calmed me down. And I sent a letter to uh, Ryanair saying, you know, without that guy, I'd probably be divorced because <laughs> I'd have been, yeah. I'd have been on a on a on a train. Um, and he, he got. You sure he wasn't Greek though? He sounded a bit Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, but and the other then 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 when he'd kind of finished the thing, I've got a photograph. I tell you, after this episode has gone out, I'll put the photograph up of me in the cabin looking like a child. Did like he put his little hat on you? I didn't go that far. But we got to the end of that bit and I totally calmed down. And he said So um, did you land it in the end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, It's easy, you'll do it. <laughs> uh, he, no, but I did say to him, I said, the only thing is my wife's got a nervous fire, she's gonna kill me because she because I've had now been in the cabin. He went, no, it's no problem. Let, let Mrs. John come through and then when we land, then she can have a look wife, get there. <laughs> <laughs> And when we got there, they did a tour of the, the thing for, for uh, my wife as well. Like oh. She was like, yeah, the guy, I'm the wife of the Divi freak husband. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just an apology she to do with me. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, totally. Absolutely lost my shit. If anybody's, there is no reason to be scared of flying. 
it is so safe but it's just if you, i'm a control freak and freak now <laughs> oh i've got some stats on safety oh coolie coolie coolios um chances of dying again we've talked about this if you don't ever get on a plane <laughs> yeah zero <laughs> chance of chances of my dad dying via aircraft having that he's pledged not to ever get on one again. does he never get he's never been on a flight he's just he's I don't, he's not well he, he lives on his own and he's i don't know my I, I reckon a golf trip might tempt him but can't stand it either yeah but so he would have to physically get hit by an airplane <laughs> <laughs> while walking to the shops or something so at least he'd get on the news yeah. Um, but so, yeah, we talked about these chances thing, but I guess if you're just a typical person, sometimes get a couple of planes, whatever, the chance of dying 1.2 million to one. To one. Yeah. And versus 5,000 to one every time you get in a car. Yes, yeah, true. So that's, this is where this classic thing of you're more likely to die on your way to the airport than... But, but strangely, that doesn't. That statistic is one of those that doesn't help because if you're like me, by the time we're parking, purple parking, the anxiety is ramping up, and then we get in the minibus, and always those things have got like broken suspension and stuff, and we're driving along, and I'm thinking, I know, no, a plane's really safe. Should we say there's more chance of you dying in a in a in this piece of shit minibus? Mm. That's why I always think we go along. Yeah, and um, so I thought that's quite abstract. So I actually looked at some numbers. And we went back to our famous year 2019 that we like yes. to look at for stats uh, because everything went a bit nuts after that. Um, there were 257 aeroplane-related deaths in 2019. Wow. So it's okay saying it's 1.2 million to one, but what's the lottery? 16,000 to one, is it? 14 million to one. Yeah, something like that. Okay. But... No, on the normal, on the normal lottery. Yeah, no, more than that. Statistically, 16,000. No, 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 no. On no. the numbers? No, no. For six numbers? No, 40 million to one. Right. So, you're more likely to this than win the lorry. But that's not... But the other thing is, don't forget, that's a worldwide statistic. And if you actually check, uh, if you well, if you Google airlines banned from the UK, most of those airplanes that have crashed are owned by airlines that are already banned. You couldn't possibly be on that flight. Because yeah. It's not allowed within the air airspace, so it didn't happen. And what I couldn't drill down into further was sort of types of aeroplane incident because oh, like, what I yeah. hear is that those littler planes are more oh definitely susceptible. Uh, there was that football player, wasn't there, that was lost in the channel? Yeah, it was a twin. It was really odd. It wasn't a, even a private jet. It was a twin prop airplane, wasn't it? it? Was like a Cessna or something. Yeah, yeah. Once that's fucked, you're dead. I mean, well, there's no. There's no procedures. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't even a legal plane for traveling the channel at night, was it? Yeah, they think they got overcome by carbon dioxide, don't they? So they think they were probably dead before they even hit the, the hit floor. Wow. Kind of so, so actually, I mean, it could be when you actually drill into these stats, you take away little planes, you take away private jets, take you, away planes that cannot fly in the UK. Yeah, you, it, actually, that number is going to be tiny. It's way you are more you are more likely to win the lottery if you live in the UK than die in a plane crash that left from the UK. Definitely got some more. Uh, and then I looked at sort of amount of people in that uh, <clears throat> Manchester Airport, which is mine, look my main one, as I said before, uh, six hundred planes a day on a typical day. Right. And they had, when in 2019, they had 28 million visitors. So 28 million passengers, I should say. So I got it down, Heathrow, I got it down to 
one movement every two minutes and a movement see this is where my geeky flight stuff comes in okay there's one movement movement every two minutes which is a movement is a landing or a takeoff so there's either landing or a takeoff once every two minutes every 24 hours at Heathrow right yes of course yes so once you imagine that now make those statistics and none of them crashed then it's amazing yeah it's really you go what the fuck why am i worried one time i i was really uh spellbound by the efficiency of an airport was when it was coming back from Tallinn in Estonia right um and um it was as it always is there really snowy really icy and so they were having to de-ice the runway in real time right in between planes landing and it they had this procession of these amazing tools and equipment that were just whizzing whizzing past it was like it looked almost like agricultural sort of equipment you know, yeah. and they were like spray gritting it, gritting it. And the guys, and there's this procession of about nine vehicles all in tandem in between every single flight. And our flight was delayed because of the ice and snow for like three hours. It was just absolutely spellbound watching these it's things funnier. whizzing about. The so longer a plane is delayed as well, the less you give a shit about stuff. I remember being stuck on the run, um, runway in Barcelona for three hours because the altimeter broke. Now, you don't need it to fly, but you can just look out the window or hang this string out but <laughs> you don't have to have it basically legally yeah you don't have to have the altimeter but the pilot but it's down to the pilot's discretion and she didn't want to take off without it it's fine so we sat there for three hours now i'm a nervous flyer and by the end of it you're like just wing it yeah. look we'll do your best and yeah. <laughs> we'll appreciate it I imagine yeah. like the wing clips the edge of the runway and you kind of start going to spiral and everybody goes look karen you did your fucking best I think, I think it kind of depends where you are and stuff with these delays. Like, this one in particular was no problem. It was a beautiful bar with an amazing oh, no, we, view. We were and it was on only the, three hours and we were going we back were anyway. We were on the flight. We were on it, on the runway. Yeah, that's, see, that's what I was going to say. That's not great. When you in, literally just sat on the aeroplane. In a tube of steel. They start giving away free refreshments after an hour or something like that. Yeah, I'd rather get back off, I think. Yeah, you're not allowed, are you? Because you've kind of been um, been through the customs, so you can't get back on. Well, I know. To, and well, it's not that it's a yeah. Well, it's like ticketing nightmare as well. Yeah, yeah. But it was. <laughs> it didn't matter. I'm fine. That's the game, though. I never, honestly, uh, I it, through the other episodes, you've heard me say like I get quite pissy in restaurants or annoyed about stuff. On a flight, I'm Keith. Uh, not, yeah, Jeff. Sorry, I don't get angry because it's so incredible what you're about to do that it can't piss me off. So it's fine. I was. Um, I was going to ask you, well, you did mention it before about duty-free. Yes. You said you'd never use duty-free on the way out, which never. I get. Although i tell you what, I was once... Um, Unless you're going to Iceland, because the key is to get the booze here, because... It's so bottle, expensive over there. A bottle of gin in our duty-free is 20 quid. If you think you're going to get round it by going to Reykjavik duty-free, it's like 60 quid. And if you get to a supermarket there, it'd be like 80. So just get it before you go. Ah, oh, so yes, you said you wouldn't go to one before you set off unless you were in Iceland. Mm-hmm. However, at one time I was in the airport duty free on the way out and at the same that... time as the Liverpool football squad. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and I saw a fucking big Toblerone. I'm not joking, it was massive. <laughs> yeah, no, they do have those actually. Uh, the Liverpool players they were using the duty free, just like it was like a supermarket sweep, like. Just iPads, well, they're MacBooks, like overgrown children, aren't they? Got MacBooks, so Game Boys. Who gives a shit? So I suppose if you want an electrical item, this 
if you headphones, if you decided you really wanted a, a, a Nintendo Switch, yeah. a digital. I think two things headphones we've, we've done is headphones, yeah, plugs, digital camera. Uh, yeah, if, so you're gonna, if you're go. gonna buy one before you go anyway, don't just get to the airport. By but airport. what I was actually gonna ask yeah. is, what's it all about? I don't really get it. What what's, what's it mean, duty free? No VAT. No VAT. So everything is twenty percent less. Less, roughly yeah, more 20%. than that with cigarettes. It's more than twenty percent VAT. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're a big smoker, it's, it's worth getting one of those sleeves. Yeah. Well, you and I both used to smoke, and I don't right now and previously duty free on the way back home from holiday was like an extra part of the holiday for me as a smoker but now i don't smoke i don't care yeah but back in them days you could get them from like a vending machine in spain for like a euro it depends where you were so i always smoke benson hedges gold and they didn't have them in some places like in turkey it's quite difficult to get benson hedges gold so i just smoke marlborough but then i get to the airport and they were 10 pounds for 200 and so I would just get a stupid amount of cigarettes. Right, right. So it is even in these time, even these days, it's worth going to do it free. On the way home, yeah, we do. I well, buy if a it, but if you actually compared like a big bottle yeah, of Smirnoff in there to like a supermarket, though, yeah, it's cheaper. It would be cheaper, even if yeah. it was a deal on. Oh yeah, no, it depends. But I don't. I don't I'm just skeptical about if yeah, it's actually value or not. I think some things it is. I think a bottle of perfume. Probably like Chanel number five, and we always get uh, the one point five liter of um, Bombay Sapphire gin. Oh but, yeah, and that's like fourteen quid. And normally, if it's on offer in Tesco, it's twenty. So it's nothing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's, thing, it's, 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 there is a bit of savings to be made. But the other thing is because we don't give a shit and we know what we're getting. Our duty free shopping maximum lasts about six minutes because we just pick up the bottle and leave. And the yeah. other thing is we never buy two ever. Like we can only get one each. Because my wife's scared of fine as well. So we think if we die, it's no point wasting two bottles, is there? Well, that's honestly what goes through our what about it? We're not going to drink it anyway. We're going to die at the end of the runway. Yeah, that's true. Didn't bother. Yeah, oh, yeah, not on the way out. But what about well, the other shops, though? What about Thai rack? You pop in Thai rack, get yourself a no. Thai. No, so that's what been... you need on holiday, isn't it? I've never... <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in any of those shops. And I never, I don't, I, don't, I just don't care about any of those shops. Like, I'm not bothered. Um, I-, I wonder if the Thai rack was like took inspiration from like the alan sugar thing because didn't well, alan sugar start... famously start his entrepreneurial ship was, by was selling called... tights on train platforms oh i thought it was car aerials no i, th- I think it's tights on train platforms so I mean, it's all bollocks, a business lady would come off a train with a ladder on her tights she's going to an important meeting oh, he's okay. got tights easy money maybe it's the same there is a, a great joke isn't there because about... a guy accidentally puts his tie in the toilet He's yeah. flying to an important meeting, needs a new tie. That would be a great icebreaker, actually. Would matter. You're better off with no tie and going, you never guess what I bloody did. Like, that's he had, way better. Yeah, I, I often just chop the end off the tie and, <laughs> yeah. and use it as an icebreaker. But then I have to go to Tyrac Rack on the way back. There's that joke about Alan Sugar, isn't there, where he goes, where he, you know, he, like, that I've read a few times. Where he goes, yeah, what a day. I started selling car aerials. I used to get them for a fiver, sell them for a tenner. And I did that for three years. Then my dad gave me 300,000 <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah that'll help <laughs> yeah yeah and what about what other shops have they got there's usually you know, boots wh smiths oh it's popular there wh smiths they got the smiths. books yeah. stationaries books magazines i suppose that works that makes sense that works yeah again because you can't you're always buying water at wh smiths because you you've been you've robbed of your water on the way in so you've got to get your water somewhere wh smiths yeah um, i once wanted to buy a book yeah that's there. all right wh smiths all right that makes sense 
there was one of the books in the chart was called the 20 worst child serial killers ever right i went to pick it up and my wife went no <laughs> and i went what and she went you can't read that on the flight and she, i went why and she went if someone sees you you can't read up can't read that on the flight and take notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want this and a highlighter that yeah. would be good that mm. is what you want to buy doing it and, and then as you paid for it open the cover right, some spoiled sweets and try it on the inside of the book. <laughs> okay yep <laughs> just leave <laughs> that would be great so I what other really shops have they got sunglasser hut that makes Sorry, sense, I guess. Yeah, Ray-Bans. You know, vaping shop at uh, Heathrow now, I think. Yeah, it makes, that makes sense. Again, that's like that's like a news agent, isn't it? Yeah, when I used to smoke before vaping and stuff, I used to buy a Nicorette inhaler. I remember sitting next to a guy once and I was using his Nicorette inhaler. Oh, those smoking lounges. And Oh, that's the awful. Airports are awful. <laughs> but on the flight, he said to me, oh, you quit smoking? And I went, no, you just can't smoke on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like, like no i just can't do this without nicotine so i need uh, and then you rolled up your arm and revealed 20 <laughs> yeah. patches but yeah the smoking that honestly a couple of times um my wife not you know we were doing something in the airport and i went i'm just going to go for a cigarette in the smoking lounge and she said oh i'll come with you she's going to be left alone and i looked her in the face and went you don't want to go in there <laughs> like like this is where <laughs> life died yeah don't you, go in you don't need to light up no it's horrific. It's wall of I've got, I've got, I've got some facts as well. Okay. It's quite good. How long? Um, because I checked this years ago and I thought I'd double check it today. Uh, a a all engine, all engines fail on a holiday uh, jump jet, so seven four seven upwards. Uh, how long would it fly with no power? Oh, how long would it glide? How long would it glide? Ages. Yeah, it's the answer. 60 miles. Lots of flights that go over, they're going to landing in Birmingham. They actually far idle. enough to find a mountain. <laughs> they idle their engines from, from London, basically. So if they were doing, as you say, like 400 miles an hour, they just idle their engines because it's physics. It just keeps going fine. It's fine. They don't, they, it, so when people go, no, if it dies, it just goes right into the ground. Like, no, that's not how it works. You um, would only get one shot at it, though. Yeah. It's not like when they pull back up and try again later. <laughs> Let's go again. <laughs> um, did it? Did, uh, you are most likely to get injured on a plane. In the toilet? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no, the moment you're most likely to get injured is it's so obvious and everybody, lots of Coffee. people do it. No, it's when, when you land, but the seatbelt light's still on and everybody gets up. And people hit you. <laughs> you know everybody you know as soon as it lands people just jump out of their seat and start getting their shit together like, right and then what happens oh you, you're very lucky that's when most injuries happen fall over break your arm break a hip is quite just normal. the excitement just just the i thought fall. you were going to say then it begins taxiing and it all jerks and everyone that's what i mean that is exactly what it's oh right taxiing. okay because you shouldn't have stood up because the light's still on yeah you can't get the door shut dickhead i never understand what anyone's doing like Calm down. Well, what? I don't understand because you've got to wait for your bags. Everything's so stupid. All that madness. For nothing. You might as well dawdle because you might get there around the same time as you dawdle. Yeah. And I do generally block the aisle so my wife can get out because I, I just know she's going to get trampled from behind. So I just block the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when, when the light's gone off. Um, this is just a funny thing that I had a freak out about once and I had to check it. It is absolutely impossible to open the door. You know, you know the you know, door armed and all that stuff because the cabin's pressurized. At 
cruising altitude, 33,000 feet, if a nutbag pulled the open, nothing would happen at all. Absolutely nothing. Physics is pinning that thing in yeah. with the with the weight of five million elephants. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. possibly can't open that door. Um, for, that's for when it crashes, isn't it? Yes, and you need, but you need to be. Uh, it wouldn't that door would never open. But uh, I don't know. We probably, I mean, we know an expert, but anyway, below about ten thousand feet, that door's never going to open. Turbulence has never made a plane crash ever. Yeah, I saw a film recently where they explained that. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, they said think of the plane as being like in jelly. Okay. An aeroplane in a jelly. So the jelly wobbles, but the plane can't leave that jelly. Right. Yeah, I was I was told to think about it. I was going to advertise a book as well. There's a book if you are listening to this and you are scared of flying, you're going away this year. I highly recommend a book called Flying Without Fear by Keith Godfrey, who's a captain for British Airways for about 40 years. It's just not it's not mystical bollocks. It just tells you stuff that can happen. <clears throat> and he's and it's totally right. Normally, turbulence or a judder is correcting something you didn't feel. So if the tail went moved off slightly, you would actually feel the correction because it, it will correct itself. Just physics moves it correct itself rather yeah. than anything else. If you've ever heard of anybody say, "Oh, we're on the flight," and it just dropped suddenly, it didn't. You just didn't feel the rise. You were yeah. going up ever so slowly because of a up from like some mountains or something like that mm. some air pushing it up Pocket and then on the air, other side yeah. of the mountain you just bob down and you move like a foot and you went back exactly where you were but people go we plummeted like 100 feet you didn't you didn't that's mental that's not turbulence that's lethal in Yours. people's in people's minds they feel like they stopped going forwards and just went down yes that's exactly what they did. accelerated from yeah. 300 to zero miles per hour the other thing i found it's just, it works really well it's make sure your seatbelt's tight like if you're sat down and you're scared of flying this is if your seatbelt's tight you'll move with the plane not separate to the plane so you don't feel the judders that everybody else is feeling you know and you want to sit slightly in front of the wing as well that's a that's the least turbulence is just slightly in front of the the wing is the least turbulence. the rear is the worst turbulence. (laughs) i like to um present my seatbelt to the stewardess as she walks through. Point at it. Yeah. Yeah, hey. yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? Did it all by myself? Um, I was going to ask you, I've got another thing. I was going to ask you about oh, the film you? Terminal. That's the first thing that came into my head. From- oh, <laughs> really? With Tom yeah. Hanks? I yeah. Quite like it, Based on a true story, isn't it? Yes. Uh, sort of. Yeah. He lived in the terminal because he couldn't um, leave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he actually like rebuilt it. No, I didn't. <laughs> but he did live in the <laughs> terminal for a hundred days. I suppose. Wouldn't he have been transported? Yeah, but wouldn't he have been transported to some sort of embassy or something? Now, yes, but then no. I think it was about 1999 or something like that. Right. And then he made his money on the trolleys. Yeah, taking That's the trolleys back, kicking a quid. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was, that was quite a good thing to you, do. You'd yeah. never get away with that in a supermarket, though. People want that quid back. Or you just get loads of tokens for like oh, save yeah. the children, be like yeah. fuck you, prick, or yeah. an old ring pull twat. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, can you do that? Oh yeah, somebody said you can use the end of a key. I thought she was a queerty type bastard. Who cares? You get it back. <laughs> get it back. Yeah, don't worry. That's that, that, I think that's the wankers who leave the trolleys everywhere. They don't care. Don't like those people. Um, I got. I'm trying to think of fun things at airports. I got pulled out of the queue in India. Because I broke the rules, but I didn't. Um, I, my check in, I checked in my luggage 
um, and um, checked in the luggage, went for a few drinks, as is my want. We were flying from New Delhi to Goa, and then I was approached by two security guys. They asked me my last two, my passport, and then pulled me out of the queue. And they said, there's some lithium batteries in your luggage. And I instantly thought, no, there fucking isn't. But I said, okay, because I had a vaping mod, and they said there was batteries in it. And I thought, if I've done that, I'm a knob, but they've definitely been my hand luggage because you can't put lithium batteries in the hold. But if I've done that, fine. And I started walking with them, and they said, yeah, they, they that the um the object has to be destroyed but you have to witness it being destroyed so and okay so we've got to meet the head of security he's going to explain it you've got to sign a piece of paper then he's going to destroy it so he said well it is what it is and then one of them went but we're not going to destroy it and i went right and they <laughs> said just listen to him nod along sign the bit of paper he's going to pass it to us for us and you to leave at the same time or we're going to go and destroy it right right and they, he passed me a piece of paper. He went, this is my Facebook name. Just give me a five-star review. Yeah. Wink. And then we went through the whole thing with me being told off by the head of security. There was no batteries in it. It was the space where batteries go that had been read on the scanner as if they were batteries. They were just oh, no way. columns of air. Because I would never do that. I was thinking, I'd never do But he, he, now he, oh, he's on his high horse. He wouldn't get off it. So he's like, it's got to be destroyed. And then, yeah. They, we Did you security. bother to try and show him? No, couldn't be asked. Were you allowed so to touch it? No, not at any point. So I had to sign it off. They put the thing in, and then did you uh, tell the other guys? Yeah, when we got out, we were all mates. They gave me the th- gave me the mod back, and then I gave them a review when we landed. Where we were. The funny thing was, we were, I was sat next to a a reporter. One star. Don't follow orders. <laughs> <laughs> I got on the flight. There was a journalist next to me from the Financial Times, and she went, "I don't know why we're late." And I went, oh, I do. And she went, why is that? And I went, it was me. <laughs> I was really embarrassed because the flight was like 45 minutes late. So he delayed it or he bollocked this English twat. And obviously I was squiffy all the way through as well. I went so far to get think really funny. As he was like shouting at me and I was thinking, pretty funny. <laughs> he seems furious. Superb. Yeah. So you can bribe Indian, um, Indian uh, security officials with Facebook reviews. It's That's seems. amazing. Uh, I think it's pretty comprehensive. Not bad. Um, are, there, are you uh, flying anywhere soon? No, it's a real shame. We normally fly like at least twice a year, but no, no, sadly, I haven't been on a flight. Obviously, topical. You know, there's all these cancellations going on at the moment. Yeah, uh, huge cancellations. People, I, feel, I, I, I don't know what I we can do, but I don't know what anyone can do about it though, because they simply can't recruit people fast enough and get no. them qualified fast enough and trained up fast enough. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like they shouldn't be on minimum wage. <laughs> Sorry, just, just thinking about Jeff. Again, <laughs> everyone's on the flight really grumpy. It's been cancelled four times and Jeff's going, do they even know what's about to happen? <laughs> this is mad. <laughs> give me the give me the announcey thing. I'll tell them. They are going to be blown away. You know we're going to Spain. <laughs> we're not driving. <laughs> That would be great. I think you know it's cold. Time. You know it's cold where we just were. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> In half an hour, it's going to be red hot. <laughs> I I like that. Was just great. Just, I'm just going to turn on the speaker with the passengers. Oh, hello, uh, my name is uh, Jeff. Um, I just could do try something a bit differently today. I'm going to leave the intercom open while we take off. <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> yes yes. 
Yes, we did it. <laughs> We're in the air. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I want, I'd loved it. Yeah, he's the best pilot. Just comes through. Shakes Never lose hand. that passion for your job. <laughs> when you get to cruising out of you, just go, hello, it's me, uh, uh, Jeff again. Just going to pop through and shake his hand because I think we all did a brilliant job. <laughs> Look out the window. We're in the air. It's, it's freezing out there. Bing bong. <laughs> just let everyone know, I'm not even holding on to it. That'd be so good. Not Anders. Captain Jeff. Absolutely awesome. Yes, if you are scared of flying, though, what I will say it is absolutely the, the safest thing to do in the world. And if you, there's so many courses, and don't forget, if you are, the name of that book, I think it's about three quid, and it's called uh, Flying Without Fear. Most people Keith aren't Godfrey. scared, John. You're talking no, to a very are. slender minority. But people, I know loads of people who are scared of flying. And yeah. if you're one of those, the only thing I will say, if you're one of those drunks who's not a nice one, you're not allowed to drink. I often get told that if yeah. I go for a few drinks, people say, you're not allowed to fly pissed. No, you're not allowed to fly as an arsehole. That's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. Care. It's at discretion of the... Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've never, I've always had like, well within what I can drink, like, and not pissed and not staggering or anything. Just a bit squiffy and then I'm all right with dying. Yes. Done. Done. Oh. That's it. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, by the way, thanks for listening on that. But yeah. um, if you've made it all the way to the end, then really you should have you should be giving us a review on yeah, whatever app you use. I've just looked. I've been using Spotify, and uh, yes. on Spotify, you can um, just go to the like the home page of the podcast. Good. There's like a star. There's a picture of the star of a star just below the following button. So click on that. Give us five stars. If you're on like iTunes or whatever. Apple, you can actually write a review and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say thank you for the 21 people who so far have reviewed the show. You're instantly top ets. And yes. if you want to get around it, you, I, mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to give us a five-star review, but you still want to be a top et, then you can join our Facebook group, which is called The um, On Topic Podcast on the Facebooks. It's the blue square with the F in it, if you're wondering. Facebooks, go on there. Yeah, facebook.com. Yeah. <laughs> follow us on twitter follow us on tiktok um and we've got an email if you want to send us an email with any corrections or anything like that which is the odd topic podcast at gmail.com yes. yes go on give us a review five stars yeah give us a review. it really helps grow it. it it's a bit bizarre but it really helps us um to be more prominent on all these apps and all these charts and stuff so if you can just take a minute now and give us a review if you're driving wait till you stop <laughs> or please ideally pull up now and do it um but but yeah, yes, yeah. please do give us a review. That'd be amazing. Thanks for listening. I will see you Thank next you. time. Bye. Bye.